Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is your girl, Lysandra, coming to you January 27th, 2023. It is the new turn of the year, y'all. And I don't know about you, but I'm doing things that are different. If you have been following me online, you probably saw me celebrating my divorce. You hear me right. Some of you that know me are going to think to yourselves, I did not know she was married. She never claimed anybody online. I never seen her pictures with anybody. Um, what's the deal? So I'm going to come clean. There are some things that I've gone through, like in my own process, I'm wrapping up the book Queen Esteem. It is currently in editing. And while I was going through the book, I was shown some things that I wish were different. There are some things that I would do different this year there. I don't believe in making New Year's resolutions because they're not realistic and who really sticks to those. But anyway, let's go on ahead and pray. I'm going to dig more into the reason I've gotten divorced. Hallelujah, Father God, in the matchless name of Jesus. God, I thank you for the listener. God, I thank you. As the snow and the rain come off the mountain, there will be seed for the sower and bread for the eater. God, your words are bread. And God, I thank you that we are ready to dine at your table. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you that you will cause us to be doers of your word and not just hearers only. I decrease so that you may increase within me, Lord God. Let every word that you speak, hallelujah. Let it go forth and do everything that you commanded for it to do. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for taking us up. God, I thank you. This is the year of release. It is the year of divine intervention. It is the year of take it as it is or leave it the way it was. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you for revelation. Thank you for causing us to hear you with our spiritual ears. I pray that you will break open our spiritual eyes, cause us to see you moving in the spirit and see what you are doing in the natural. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for all these things. Amen. Okay, so I'm just going to go on into it. So I'm wrapping up my book, Queen Esteem, and I noticed some things that I, I would have done different if I could do them over. However, I have no regrets. So my divorce is coming about as um, a surprise to a lot of people because there's certain things I don't do anymore. I don't rock that way anymore. I don't do the things that I do. And I made a commitment, a part of my vow of transformation that I took um, before I set myself to write the book, Queen Esteem, again. So you, um, most of you that have been following me know that this is Queen Esteem's second time around. Um, it is expounded. It is expanded. It is deeper. No more surface level. So um, I found that I was married. Yes, it's true. I was married for a very, very long time. Um, nobody really knew about it because I'm a very private person. I don't believe in posting my entire life, every second, every moment, everything that I eat on Facebook. I just, I don't rock like that. I don't function like that. Um, I don't look a, a different way at people that do that, but I prefer not to document every second of my life. Um, because a lot of things I just believe in keeping to myself. So this is one thing I kept to myself and I've been in ministry for years, been in church for years. I've, uh, <laughs> I've, it makes me giggle a little bit because, um, I can just imagine what some of you all are thinking, like, she really kept that a secret. Well, who is he? Who is the knucklehead that will leave her alone? Um, they didn't leave me. I left them. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was that kind of situation. And it was just, it was 
long time, long time coming. So I've gotten a divorce because I found that I was married for a, a great many years to this horrible, awful being named Bare Minimum. Mm-hmm. We were married for a real long time. And I found that if I'm not the one to, to reach out to text first or to call first, I won't hear from them. Bare Minimal and I have had a long love affair. I can't even call that a marriage. It was just a love affair. It was more than a one night stand. And unfortunately, they hung around for a real long time. Bare Minimal and I have gotten a divorce. Hallelujah. That's where it is. Within five minutes, it took me it took me that long to get there. <laughs> when I tell you I was, I was going through my own book and as, as the author, I'm like, why did I allow that to happen for so long? When I look at past relationships that I've had, whether they're working relationships or, or whatever, I have gotten a divorce with bare minimum. Bare minimum and I, we do not like each other. We do not get along. Bare minimum is when I found myself in a place, why am I surrounded by all these people that claim that they love me, but nobody knows me. Nobody has taken the time to invest in me. Nobody, I feel like nobody cares sometimes. And while I was putting my hands to my book and I was thinking about my lead character, Leah, um, from the book of Genesis, I was thinking, why didn't anybody put her needs first? Why wasn't anybody so considerate as to ask her what she wanted? Nobody ever asked her what she wanted. And that was one of the things that grieved me. And then I started doing some reassessment around December 2020, I said, 2023, I am not doing the same thing again. I'm getting a divorce from bare minimal. I am not having not one more bare minimal relationship and call it a relationship in my life. I don't care if it's work related. I don't care if it's romantic. I do not care if it's in church. I don't care if it's family at this point. I'm getting a little bit too old for this. I don't know about you who is listening, but have you ever looked around and thought who really invests their time? Who really knows me? Who really gets to know who, who I really am? Does anybody make an effort? That's the thing that I'm, that I was noticing as I was sitting down writing this book, Queen of Steam. I'm like, wow, God's healing me through this too. I'm not the reader. I'm the author. So, so the reason why this divorce is necessary and why I want to talk about it is because I really hope that you get divorced this year from bare minimal as well. I am so over bare minimal relationships, friendships or whatever. There was this person that I knew for maybe 20 years and I'm like, wow, wow. I'm always the one to foot the bill. I'm always the one that's like, let's go this, let, let me celebrate you. Let me do this for you. Let me do that. And I'm like, they never do that for me. And it's not that I give in order to be reciprocated, but sometimes it's okay if you call Sister Lissandra and ask if she needs to be encouraged. Sometimes it's okay to call and ask, do you need anything? Are you fine? Do you need prayer? Do you need a helping hand? And it's in, I need it to be an authentic, I'm looking for that authentic, I'm, hmm. I'm not expecting God out of people here, but I hope for you that is listening, whoever's listening, that this resonates with you. It's okay to choose you and what you need. It's okay to get divorced from bare minimal. 
When I look at a past relationship that I was in, it was a year long. And I was thinking to myself, even this morning, I'm like, I need to put this on my podcast. (laughs) Because even after four months, I ignored it. After six months, I ignored it. Eight months, I ignored it. At a year, I'm like, okay, you're about to excuse my French. You're going to piss or get off the pot, dude. Are you getting married or what? Because after a year, you it does not take men that long to know if they want to spend the rest of their life with somebody. It's a yes or a no. Okay. And the longer that I was in that relationship, I was starting to lose more and more of myself because everything that I was doing catered to this one person. And after a while, I was embarrassed to to acknowledge the fact that he doesn't even call me every day. He doesn't. He's. I'm always the first one to reach out. This is not, this is backwards. I'm never going to do this ever again. And that's the important thing is we not get stuck in these cycles of doing what's best for everybody else and never, ever thinking of yourself at all. So I want to share this scripture with you really quick and I'm going to go on ahead and wrap this up. It's going to be a short podcast. But it's essential and beneficial nonetheless. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and this is the amplified version, who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight in the sin, which so easily and cleverly entangles us. There goes that entanglement. (laughs) Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. Listener, I don't know who, um, what kind of journey you're on, where you're at in your Christian walk. I can just tell you little bits and glimpses of things that I've learned. It isn't worth it to keep on investing and investing. I've been in business for myself for years. It's not worth it to keep on investing and investing and investing in something that is just not returning its investment. It's still not a value. If it don't make money, I heard a wise woman say, if it don't make money, it don't make sense. Kind of in the same aspect, if your feelings are not reciprocated and somebody cannot do something as small as reaching out to give you a phone call, showing mutual interest and investment, it's not worth it. But I do know somebody that will never, ever stop They will never stop loving you. They will never stop investing in you. They will never stop trying by you. You cannot expect Jesus Christ out of every person, but there should be. If you know, if you're in relationships with people that are supposed to have a godly character, you should look forward to at least a text message that you didn't have to reach out, be the first one to reach out for. You should be able to go. We should be able to go to each other in the church and say, you know what? I was praying and all of a sudden you came up in my spirit. Are you okay? We need to check on each other more. And I want to talk about something that is just, it's really been on my heart for a very long time. I love church. I love God's people. It took me, there was a season in my life where I just could not stand to breathe the same kind of air as the people of God. And I mean that seriously. There was such a bitterness and I, I have suffered from church hurt. I understand what that is. But when you have a relationship with God, there are going to be times and seasons, especially if you're a prophetic person, it's just going to be you and him. And it's meant to be like that. After a while, when you get some maturity as a Christian, as a person that's walking this love walk, 
fighting the good fight of faith, God will turn you into an eagle. And eagles don't consort with pigeons. They don't consort with chickens. Eagles, when a storms, um, um, there's been a series of storms that have come out of California. Y'all, it has rained. I thought I was going to need to build another ark um, just to get down the street. Because a lot of us were, a lot of people, in, in, even in my neighborhood, were flooded inside of their house. Um, you know, storm came when blue. But I built my house on you, Jesus. Um, power went out for three days and, um, I was like, what if I was in a position that I really, really, really needed somebody and <laughs> very few people reached out that doesn't say a whole lot about our relationship as it does about a person's character. But even then God was consistent and God was telling me, you know, it's the eagle that embraces the storm. You never see an eagle that is weak. You always see one that's he's built. He's got biceps. He's muscularly strong. He or she, they're, they're strong. It's because they embrace the storm. Wind came. I've seen it blow over trees that are hundreds of years old out here. We're known for our redwoods out in, in California. I saw humongous trees that are hundreds of years old blown over from the roots. But when you don't have a firm foundation that's built on God, you can expect to get blown over from your roots. However, that doesn't mean anything to the eagle. When a storm comes, that means the eagle's about to eat. Because when things flood, what do you start to see on the ground when it rains? You start to see worms, snails, everything that's um, underneath the earth's surface comes up and the eagle's allowed to eat. That's If the storm doesn't come, the eagle really doesn't eat that much. <laughs> but they know it's buffet time when the storm comes. When storm comes um, for people that are in your life, if you need to reevaluate your relationships, where they at? Mm. When you're going through storms, you see who your real friends are. When I went through this worst storm in my life was around the time when my mother passed away. She went to heaven and I was in the same church for years. Nobody from my church even knew that my mother passed away until I posted it on Facebook a week later. That's how sloppy of a job. Um, <laughs> some people do. Cause when I say that, you know, when we start living the word of God, we need to start checking on each other, checking each other's mental health. I have never seen so many people of the African-American race, firstly, dying so early. And then also suicides in our community is really high right now. I don't know if anybody's seen that. I've also seen it in the Asian community. I've also seen it in the Spanish community. So with a lot of communities of color, not to say that, that other communities are not suffering, but it's just everybody needs to check on each other. We do. We need to do a better job of caring about one another. Or <laughs> I feel like, um, yeah, it's about time to wrap it up. I think I spoke my piece. Um, and I was going to say, or the other option is you need to check your heart. When you have people around that you haven't heard from in a long time, you haven't seen them at church in a long time. You haven't seen them at work in a long time. Check on your coworkers, check on your, check on your friends, check and see how people are and really authentically care. Even if there's nothing that you can do, I've been walking through the book of Acts. Um, there's a scripture that says, such as I have, give I thee, whatever I have, I can give you, I can give you a prayer. I can give you some time. I can give you an ear or even more to, just depends where you are, but, um, as for me and myself, there's just a little nugget I wanted to um to drop with you. 
Uh, yeah, I'm divorcing myself from bare minimal. And I also, um, I refuse in the most important relationship in my life. It is not with myself. It is with God. I refuse to have a bare minimal relationship with God. And you cannot have a real relationship with God and not have a love walk and not care about the other people of God. You can't. I tried it for a season. I couldn't stay away. <laughs> I kept getting convicted and it was just like, it was just for a, a short season, but nevertheless, it was a season. Um, I was just responding to being hurt and unnecessarily so. And I believe I talked about what situation that was in a couple episodes um, before, if you've been following, but um, yeah, I refuse to walk in bitterness. I refuse to walk in bare minimal. I refuse to enjoy just the bare minimal of God. I am not content having a surface relationship with God. This year, I got to go deeper. I got to go harder. I have to show up more. I have to give more. I have to be more present. I have to be more consistent. There was a season in my life where I just, I was even too busy to pray. And I don't know why that, that is so contradictory to our culture as Christians is a person that doesn't pray, <laughs> but you follow Christ. How do you not pray? Um, and that was something that I dealt with as well. If you have a problem not knowing where to start in praying, the book of Psalms is also known as the book of prayers. If you just need to get, you know, encouraged, I also recommend, um, John Eckhart's, um, prayers that route demons. Oh my Lord. I listen to the audio on, on YouTube every now and again, when I need that little, you know, spiritual pick me up, or I feel like, um, there's, there's an extra presence that's involved in something I'm trying to do. And there's extra resistance. That's exactly what I listen to. I go to my word and I go to prayers that route demons. So, um, that being said, I'm going to go on ahead, call this an episode. Um, you know how to reach me at queenesteam33.com, queenesteam33 at gmail.com. Um, or you can reach out to me, DM me in TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. If you have questions, comments, constructive only, um, I'm an open book. Hope to hear from you soon. Let me go on ahead and pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. Hallelujah. That it is not by accident nor by coincidence. Whoever is listening to this podcast under the sound of my voice, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for opening our spiritual eyes, opening our spiritual ears. And God, I thank you that you're empowering us not to be just mere, bare minimal people in you, in Jesus' name. I have never known you not to be a God of more. I've never seen that from you. You are always about promotion, advancement. And God, I pray that you would advance us in the kingdom, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would give us more revelation of you. Cause us to know you better, God. Surface level Christianity is dead and gone. God, I thank you that we are going deeper in you this year. Thank you for bringing us into a new dimension. God, I thank you for the angelic relationships and visitations, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for giving favor to your people, to know you more, to love you more, and to be examples of you in the earth. In Jesus' name, I, God bless you all. I love you. Until next time, be blessed.